Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're on episode 115. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me, as always, Major Montemayor. I'm a little disappointed that that was my first drink and they are not skunky. No? I was really hoping for a good skunk. They actually gave you a fucking official rolly rock? Yeah, they kept it out of the sunlight and out of the fucking back crate in the alley. Well, it's better than the dog shit I'm drinking over here. No, which, that looks good. <laughs> which we'll get to in just a second, guys. I want to take a quick pause <coughs> to give a shout out to Thomas Sanzi. So on our um, YouTube channel, we do more than just our video game podcast. We have other things on there like our power hours and um, there's one, a lot on there that are like Seinfeld. And one of our audience members, Thomas Sanzi, he's always writing on there, always interacting with other people's comments, having conversations with them. And um, he's been with us for a really long time. And he just recently told me that his dad's going into uh, chemo treatment for cancer. <coughs> so I wanted to give him a shout out, let him know that we're thinking about him, that we appreciate him and best of luck with everything that's going to happen. I'm wishing the best for your dad. And uh, hopefully, you know, this can help get out some more love and prayers for him because that's a, it's a bummer. Right, man. I've definitely had family who's gone through it even recently, and I feel for you, man. Prayers for sure, and just, you know, take it a day at a time and just try to stay positive, positive vibes. I feel like it's something that always really helps is just, you know, trying to stay up and up. I know it's hard, but the happier you are and the better you are, especially around them, that positive energy, I believe me, can rob off on other people and really help make a difference. Definitely. So uh, hang in there and let us know what happens. And again, all the love and all the prayers for you for and sure. your family. So guys, before we move any further, if you guys are watching this on our YouTube channel, leave us a like, a comment, and definitely subscribe. And if you can, share the video to as many people as you can so more people can join our community. If you guys are interested in checking out our Linktree link, that'll take you to all of our social media. If you guys want to interact with us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And if you guys are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, check us out on Anchor, which is the home for Last Call Gaming, and from there, it can take you guys to Spotify and iTunes. And since it is getting close to Christmas, I just want to remind people, if you head over to tpublic.com and type in Last Call Gaming, or check out the link that is in this description, you guys can get um, Last Call Gaming merchandise, which is some of the stuff we have, like sweaters, you can get t-shirts, you can get um, baseball tees, you can get coffee mugs, PC bags, stickers, whatever you want, if it's something you're interested in, and if you do get a picture of, or if you do order anything that's um, like a shirt or anything like that and you wear it, send us a picture. We'll add it to our end of the year video that Andrew and I do. And uh, this will be the third one in a row. And I kind of swear by it too, like no bullshit. Like the baseball tees that I got out of there are super comfortable. It actually feels really good. I think even the sweater too is like one of my favorite sweaters. Just like whatever material they made it out of feels really good, really soft. I think it's really warm. It's one of my favorite sweaters, not just because it's ours, but because it's actually a good sweater. Because I do hate when you order from online and they send you some like cheap brand shit. Like you can definitely tell. <laughs> you the know? size too small. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, guys, we like to drink beers around here, and um, unfortunately, there's a, you'll see that there's a little difference in what we're drinking. And uh, So, Andrew and I had a bet on the last episode about who was going to win um, their categories in Game of the Year. And when we get to the Game of the Year uh, topic, we'll dive more into that. But unfortunately, I lost and Andrew won, so I got stuck with the Milwaukee's Best Ice, which is something I don't think I've had since I was like a senior in high school. So... Just to read out of uh, Beer Advocate, which we like to do, this is like the first beer that has a low score that's like under 80. I think every beer we've had since we've been using this is generally an 80 and up. This thing is a 52 score. I feel like that's generous. Which, you know what? I never... The rank underneath it is awful. That's how they've ranked it. So, this, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lager adjunct, which I don't even know what that means. Ugh. It's a 5.9... 
20%. It's from uh, Miller Brewing Co. in Wisconsin, United States. It's a year-round beer and just some notes that they had on this. It says, Milwaukee's Best was first brewed by gentlemen in the, in the 1890s and became part of the Miller family in 1961. But the more interesting fact is that apparently Milwaukee's Best Ice won the bronze medal for American-style specialty lager at the 2003 Great American Beer Festival and 2006 World Beer Cup. So apparently it is good to some people, but I just, I mean, I've had a few sips. It just, it, I mean, ice cold, I mean, it goes, it starts off well, but then you just feel like this bad taste in the back of your mouth, and I'm like dreading finishing this thing. Have you ever, have you ever had one? I've never had an ice. Now, see, I hate Milwaukee's Best, and I've only ever had it once, because we, it's before I actually turned 21, we had a whole party full of people. We gave some money, and he bought the wrong beer, and it was Milwaukee's Best, and we tried to party through it, and I remember that beer. Now, this is ice. I don't think it's the same, but normal Milwaukee's mm -hmm. Best, from what I remember when we were drinking it, was thick. It had, like, the <laughs> viscosity of, like, syrup. It felt that bad and disgusting. So, like, all right, well, this can't be much better. I'll grab that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not the best. I'm, you can drink these things ice cold, which I'm, what I'm going to try to do is drink it quicker. So it's, if this thing gets warm, I'm dude, gonna, that can is heavy yeah, as fuck. Dude, this thing is like holding a baby, man. It is just, it's heavy. It's um, it's scary. And uh, wish me the best. I'll put it this luck. way: Craig lives in like a two-story house, and it's not that tall. Like if I were to drop that, just let go of it <laughs> over the side, the and it hit him on the head, he'd have brain damage. <laughs> so if you guys are watching, uh, drink along with us, and um, if you guys ever want us to, if you ever want to request, dude, it is strong. Your breath fucking reeks. <laughs> Can you smell like, it? Yeah, it's God, dude, fucking nasty. It's like walking into a dive bar, dude. This thing's is bad. You sound like you smell like you've been on a bender since this morning. And you've had like two drinks. I've had two sips, and it's trouble. So um, before we get into our stories, guys, we like to do what are you up to? Where Andrew and I talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. And anything we might be up to so andrew what have you been up to my good man since last episode i actually haven't been doing too much i just went to holbrook because my brother um just passed his um his classes and everything like that to in order to be a police officer so that's like four hours away uh it was actually a pretty nice drive out there on the way back i fucking drove through like a snowstorm yeah you were quick man that was like there there i didn't want to wait out there too much there's not too much going on out there but again congratulations to you mark i'm super happy for you and i it's just been a whole long fucking journey so i'm super glad that you actually congrats you know, made you, buddy it. congrats um <coughs> Other than that, I started the Halo campaign, but we'll get more into that. The only other thing I've been doing new lately is I have been playing the new Call of Duty Warzone, uh, the Pacific map, Caldera. I actually am liking it, but I'm hating that. Okay, I'm like, all right, I want to level up some of these guns. It's faster to do it in Vanguard, and I just think Vanguard fucking sucks. Like, I really noticed how bad it was. Like, last night when I was playing, there's... I'm just playing a sm the smaller map so that way I get higher kills and boost my shit up faster. But literally, there's people running around, and I don't know if it's a weapon combination that you use or just a glitch, but all you can see is their fucking head. Mm. You can't see their body. So there will be times where like I'm running, and I go to shoot, and I don't see anything because they're all, all you can see is their head, but it's blending in with the wood. I can't see their fucking outfit, and so I'm just getting fucking roasted by somebody I can't even <laughs> see. And they're just running around the map. I'm like, dude, this is fucking so lame. What? And it's like every match. When did the map drop? Um, that same day is um, Call of Duty on the eighth. Okay, the exact cool, cool, same cool. day. It's got its problems, and but I'm liking the the change of pace on it so far. So excellent. Uh, is that everything you got, my man? Yeah. What do you got going on? So uh, as far as what I'm up to, guys, is I've started watching, or I, I and I finished Arcane, which was kind of like this spinoff show from the guys that do League of Legends, and this was um, helped created with by Riot Games, who's actually a developer 
for League of Legends. And this thing came out earlier in November. And I got to say, man, this show is is awesome like it's something I, I was sleeping on for a minute like i was looking at it got, I haven't started it, it got yeah. great reviews and i was telling denny to watch it i was telling dante to watch it i've been telling andrew to watch it gino to watch it and but when i was looking at it like something the look was kind of off to me i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna like it even though you know when i watch it i know i am as soon as i started watching it you can't put it down it's like you want to watch the next episode and surprisingly the um art style I actually fell in love with the more i started watching i'm like oh Cool, when you actually get to see it in its context and, and how far it gets to go, um, it's awesome. But it's this kind of this story between two sisters, which I believe in are, 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 are legends in League of Legends. And it tells their story about them being from this like kind of underworld. And there's like this top city called like Peltover. And it deals with like science. And then they haven't had magic in a long time, which was which is what they call arcane. And then you kind of see this story develop of kind of them trying to figure out like a process to get these things to mix. But there's so many different storylines going on in this thing. And at the end of the day, man, this thing is dark. It's gritty. It's emotional. It's um, it's political. And every one of these stories just seem extremely personal. And the, like the conflict between the, the sisters, the conflict between this guy named Silco is kind of like this leader, industrial guy that like is shady as fuck. He runs all the underground stuff. Like you, I don't want to spoil anything, so maybe next week I'll talk more about it. But I'm, if you have been waiting to watch this, then don't wait any longer. Like this is something that you need to go see. And what I'm super curious in is because uh, League of Legends is saying that they're doing more than just this. Like they want to do more projects that are like animated and film, but they also want to start making new games. Because League of Legends is one is a big ass MOBA that everyone plays, but they just did a new game called The Ruined King which is a turn-based RPG that you can now download. So they want to start doing more games, and I'm super impressed because there's a difference between when people try to make video game projects that don't know about the video games themselves. Riot Games is extremely hands-on with this, and you can see that their influence is in this thing because it is a masterpiece. I mean, I would easily, just watching it with Season 1, put it in the top five animated things I've ever seen. I love Avatar The Last Airbender. I put it up at number one. But that's got three good seasons for me to bank off of. You know what I mean? For this thing to come in, first season, strong as hell, then this thing has potential if, you know, you, if they uh, keep going with it. Would you put it over Castlevania? I Give me one more season and I'll, I'll compare them harder. But I think this one has a better first season than the first season of Castlevania. But I love where Castlevania ended. You know what I mean? Right. So I would say Castlevania would still be the better series because there's just more to watch, more to divulge, or divulge into. But you can't argue that this is one of the strongest first seasons. Like, the first episode isn't weak. There's no weak episode. How long episode. is each episode? 45 minutes, so I like think. 10.45ers? Yeah. No, 9.45ers. And you guys can watch it on Netflix if that is something you're Hopefully you get a in. season two unlike some other shows that didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Bebop. So um, check Which that out, guys. Um, as far as what I am playing, I am playing Halo Infinite, and I just beat the campaign, which is a segue into what our first story is going to be, is that Halo Infinite is finally out, and it's getting great reviews. If you guys remember, the multiplayer dropped earlier on November 15th. The official release date for the Halo campaign was on December 8th, and back in August 2020, um, if you guys remember, Halo got pushed back a full year because when it launched so and everyone it saw it, a lot of people <clears throat> were looking at this thing saying it doesn't look right. Something's off. And I'm with Andrew. It's, I'm so happy that they actually pushed this thing back a year because playing it now, it's 
it's beautiful. It's one of the um, best-looking games you get to play out of the out of the Halo series in a long time. And story-wise, this is one of the most intimate stories you get to be involved with with Master Chief. So, um, I kind of, you know you get to meet characters like Echo, who in in the trailer you get to see him as the pilot. You get to meet the new AI, which is called the Weapon. So this story kind of develops from there. Andrew, I've beaten it. I know you've you've started it. So far, how are you liking it as someone that's played all the Halos? Uh, yeah, because this came out when I was gone in Holbrook, and uh, I only had enough time to play about like five hours of it since I've been back, and that's probably what I'm going to dedicate the rest of my weekend to is playing that, and I'm loving it so far. I'm absolutely having like a blast. I think it's absolutely great. I think it's super refreshing from, like, I wouldn't have been mad had they just done what Halo does and, okay, like, here's your... Here's your level, and you're just going through and playing level level, and here's like a great story, even though I haven't seen too much story. But if the story's that good, then whatever. But I love what they've done with the world. How do you think so far? Um, because a lot of people were saying like, "Do I need to play Halo One through 5? That's a big, that's a tall order to do. Because start even starting out, because I've beaten Halo Five, but like I was having trouble remembering exactly what was going on. Because when you start this <laughs> game, it is throwing you right at the end of one thing and starting you in the next thing. So I could see to anybody that hasn't played them that it'd be maybe confusing. I would definitely say if if you've got the time and you're willing to do it, maybe you should play them. They're not none of the games are that long and they're all on the Game Pass, but. I would probably say watch a YouTube video if, if you're looking right. to recap the story. But, I mean, I don't know. Do you think as a purist it'd be, it, it's responsible to go one through five? Or can you start with this game and just recap? No, I think you could either start with this game and just recap. Or maybe just I would probably just watch a video first so you at least know. You really, so far, as far as I know, you really only need to know who Master Chief is and Cortana. And, like, what the Covenant are as, like, a whole. But they talk about, like, a lot of the past shit. But... The way the game starts, again, we're not going to go into detail on anything, but the way the game starts, I already don't know what the fuck's happening. So I'm just like, all right, well, it's clearly something happened. So there's maybe going to be some flashback stuff later. And I have seen a bunch of flashback shit to, uh, well, this has happened in the series, this has happened in the series, this has happened in the series. And I appreciate it a lot more because I played it. But I think if I watched it, like, let's say, like, a full breakdown of whatever before I play this, I could still get maybe the same gratification. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's her. I, I just watched her. I, I know what she's from. Whatever. Yeah, and I like that they're kind of focusing on, like, the Banished as the main people, and it, it's a lot of throwback to some of the older games. So I I would say any anybody that's a fan that knows the story, I think it's moving in the correct pace and that you're going to like it. <clears throat> it ends extremely satisfying, so I can't wait for you to get there so we can talk more about that, maybe in, like, a week or so, So because we don't want to give... Spoilers, but so far, man, um, campaign-wise, this thing's getting fantastic scores. So, uh, with that being said, I kind of want to move into what kind of keeps the keeps the story going, which is the open world and the mechanics. So, what have you thought about? Because when you start playing the game, it is old school Halo. The first two levels are kind of just the, the same way you played some of the original ones. But then once you get to that third mission, that's when it opens up into the sandbox, and right. you're gonna start running around exploring. So, what were your first thoughts, kind of seeing that? I like, at first, I kind of wasn't sure. I was like, man, this is kind of a lot. Like, I don't really know what these symbols mean. And it, it kind of took me a little bit to figure out, like, what's what. But once I did, I instantly did. I didn't even do the story. I'm five hours in, and I haven't done the story. I've been running around the map doing all the other shit because that's how much fun it is. They offer, like, just all this variety of things for you to do. That once it really opens up, I thought I had a great... I, I actually really liked that they started the first two levels as 
classic Halo. You're just going from A to B, B to C, C to D, done. Now here's the next one. But once it opens up, I'm like, damn, like this is badass. Yeah, it actually, and I think it did it. It's big and it's and it looks beautiful. To me, when I was telling Andrew before, like it just reminds me of starting to play like a new Far Cry game. Like the, you got the map open, you've got a bunch of different things you can go do. Because again, you don't have to go do the campaign. The campaign um, in itself is like anywhere between 8 to 15 hours or maybe closer to 20 if you're doing on a legendary. It really depends on the difficulty, but you don't have to go tackle that first. You can go do a lot of other things. And one of the uh, main kind of questions I've been seeing, like people writing and talking about is they go, oh, as good as it is, I don't know if Halo needed to be open world. And my response to that is, well, it didn't need to be anything. It could have just stayed Halo. But the fact that it did, it did it beautifully. It did it, like, right. it, did it, it, did it extremely well because Halo 5, in a lot of people's mind, ended on a very bad note, and Halo hasn't been the juggernaut that it should be for Xbox in a really long time. And one of the things that you do when you try to reinvent yourself and your brand, which is what they did, is you've got to give players things that they don't know they want. Right. And Halo turning into this open sandbox, nobody expected it. And nobody I didn't know was, I wanted yeah, it. Yeah, nobody was asking yeah. for it, but I haven't found anybody complaining about it. I'll say, too, for anyone who's worried about being, like, just beaten to death over the head with, like, fucking shit to do, it is not like that. It's not like one of those games like Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, The Witcher, where there's fucking just things everywhere, things everywhere to do. Like, you're never bored and there's always something for you to do, but it doesn't feel like, dude, I've been doing all this stuff and I'm 2% done with, like, like when you play The Witcher, there's so much shit on there that I'm just like, I don't even want to play it. I'm just going to do whatever I can and then I'll do the story. The rest of that shit's just, like, uh, not for me, Yeah, man. This, this feels very maintainable, right? Yeah, it doesn't flood you with too many things. So I want to get into kind of what you can do within the system of, of Halo Infinite. So... Uh, what it offers you is the TAC map, and this essentially is what shows you everything that Andrew and I have been talking about. It shows you the bases that you can take over, um, enemy targets that have like that are like like legendary enemies that you can I like, like kill. That the it's most. one of my favorite parts because after you kill them, they give you um, like an advanced weapon. So like if you kill the guy that's that's safeguarding like the the, the sword, it'll give you a, an upgraded version of it. Um, you can also look for Spartan cores, which is the main way to upgrade your. Um, abilities you can find armory chest which is really cool because when, when you find these it's unlocked cosmetics that you find from the campaign that roll over to the multiplayer how do you right. feel about that i know that was something you really like uh, yeah i was saying i thought that was cool already i mean i have the battle pass and i wonder if this i don't want to say invalidates but kind of helps with that because there's tons of people like oh well i can't i why do i have to get the battle pass to do this the battle pass takes too long to grind and i want this cosmetic or that cosmetic Whereas, I mean, in Halo 2, like I said, there was none. You just change colors. Like, if you Oof. play the campaign and you just do some of these natural things, you're going to get those other cosmetic colors and items and everything. So I wonder if that kind of almost invalidates that argument, that they did put something in there in a separate mode that's completely free if you either bought the game or whatever, you know, came with whatever, for you to do that adds on to that. And so I thought that was, okay, you know, at least they did something and they added something in there and they could have just not done anything yeah, at all. Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. You can find all these skins and all these things for your weapons, for vehicles that, um, yeah, exactly, that you don't want, if you don't have the battle pass, it will give you something which is really, really cool. You can also look for propaganda towers, which are these little towers that these grunts are, like, broadcasting these, like, insane, insane little... uh uh, propaganda and it's actually really funny and then there's like these marine distress calls that you can go find and you can actually help these guys out because they're in the middle of battle and then once you beat them they actually will start following you and they'll gear up and they'll pick things and you can take them into further missions and then one of the big things that they did was the upgrades which is now something you can find skill points with uh, for the spartan cores and actually upgrade your abilities and you find more abilities the further along you go 
into the uh, the actual campaign. So you have uh, the grapple shot, the shield core, the threat sensor, the drop wall, and the thruster. And it's cool because you can take things like the grapple shot, which once you upgrade it once or twice, it'll make its cooldown time go down 40%. And then the, the first next thing one, I did, yeah, yeah, the next one is it'll let you stun targets. So now when you are you know trying to grapple to them, they'll electrocute and they'll stun and you can hit them. And you can do that with kind of all the other abilities. The only thing I found kind of... Um, what would be the right word? I guess a little, not distracting, but kind of hard to do it quickie, quickly is when is switching them is just with the D-pad. So when you're kind of going back and forth from the grapple, it's like you got to hit right and then hit right up, down, oh, and left to kind I, of move back and forth between them quickly. Same way with the grenades. I know. As I was going to say, they're not, yeah, the not memorizing yeah. it. It's like, fuck, which one was the threat sensor? Which one was that? Because it's really, it's all about the grapple hook. Right. The grapple shot is really the reason how you're going to be... If you're not on a vehicle, moving around as quick as possible. How have you been liking that so far? Uh, I would recommend that if you're jumping in first thing before you get vehicles, upgrade that grapple shot to the where the cooldown is. And I use that for most, especially climbing up and over mountains. Uh, as far as I can tell, unless you fall down like a pit or something like that, you don't take fall damage. So if you're up oh, super no, you high don't. on something. I, I fell in I, far as fuck. Yeah, I just life. fucking jump from everything and just try to grapple shot and just sling my way across the map. Even when I'm running on the ground, I just aim in front of me because it gives you that fucking forward momentum when you're going. And then you just do that like jump skip and keep going. And that's faster sometimes than riding the warthog or whatever and then getting stuck on a rock and flipping over I have to flip the fucking thing over and doing whatever i prefer just traveling boots on ground and it's and it's another thing just like the open world nobody expected it nobody knew that that's what they wanted people are loving it the grapple hook is something that is in other games but halo i mean i don't want to say they've perfected it but it's easily one of the best feeling um you know grapple shots i've ever played with because I thought it was stupid the first time I everyone, saw it. I think everyone kind of did and then once you start playing it like I can no longer imagine playing Halo without no. it because it's great I it, love it you feel like Spider-Man kind of jumping up these cliffs and stuff because they have some of the grids that are just like way high you can get up them without ever climbing up the mountain and just kind of zigzagging your way past it and it's just extremely fun to do and it's, it's almost just mandatory whether you're fighting it it's got it, you can use it in and outside of combat kind of almost unlike any of these other abilities besides maybe the dash, but it's hands down the, um, I think the best new addition they've added to the game. But um, the last one was getting, well, we talked about the targets and the last thing they have is the database, which shows all your collectibles, which they still have the skulls. The only thing I didn't like that they kind of did in this is that you can't replay missions. So some of these skulls are in missions that you can't go back to play unless you restart the whole game because other skulls are actually just on the open world and you can go locate them and find them. But there's two in the very beginning and there's two at the very end that if you miss them, then you've got to restart the whole game and play. I found that to be very annoying because I missed the one at the beginning because I misunderstood like, or no, I had the wrong guide up for the wrong level. And so I was like, okay, well, I haven't made it to this fucking spot and you yet. passed it, right? And I passed it, so I had to redo it. Then I accidentally, because it's... They were saying something about like an elevator or something on the side. You know how you have to right, ride that yeah, thing. Yeah. I passed and the first I, I passed it the second time. The third time I fucking did it, there's more than one of those that go up and down. Mm -hmm. And I got stuck on one that if it goes too high, there's a laser field and it kills you. And it fucking auto-saved right there. So I couldn't <laughs> get out and I kept fucking dying over and over. So I had to do it a fourth time before mm -hmm. I finally made it to the right spot and got it and went. But I was like, fuck, dude. I just wasted like an hour doing this. Yeah, I, if you, any of you guys get to it and you guys are looking for the birthday skull, there's a part where you have to get that's completely off. You have to find this battery, take it to the side, put it into this this uh, this pack that holds it, and then go to find this room that has this mirror that'll disappear. I kept, I was, Andrew, I think we were on the headset together. I kept doing it and it would not work. I didn't realize, because the video doesn't say it, that it's actually like 
the next room over that has like the same thing. So that anyway, second school yeah. was hard to get. The, the one that's still there. Did you, how hard, did you have a hard time getting that one that's on the roof on the second level? Though in the blue tower. Yeah, where you I, have to like zip line, but if you fucking miss or overshoot, you just fall. I to actually your have death. a video of it. So if, if we're talking about this now, hopefully that it's playing. Yeah. Um. And again, though, but that's what the point of them. Yeah. They're supposed to be hard, and they're supposed to be. Ugh. Dude, I'm not. This thing is bad. And um, so anyway, if you guys are skull hunters. It's yeah, it's going down real slow, real slow. Um, so at, the next thing I wanted to get into was weapons and combat, and we got to touch on this because the multiplayer came out first, and there's a huge difference in the way the weapons function in this compared to the campaign. A lot of people have kind of written off a lot of these weapons in the multiplayer as non-usable. That why are they in here? This thing doesn't work. However, in the campaign, they're I don't know if they're just a little bit stronger. But they, they're functional. They For actually sure. work. They're worth using. The Mangler alone is a pretty solid weapon. And one of the differences, and you're going to notice this a lot if you guys are playing on the Heroic or Legendary, is, and a lot of reviewers are kind of saying this, is you need to know which weapons you're using when you're when you're fighting certain enemies because certain enemies are going to take differences in the kinetic damage versus like high beam damage and things like that. So it is a whole, it's a night and day compared to what you were doing right. online than what you're doing in the campaign. So what do you, how do you feel about the new guns? I like in a way that, especially if you're playing on a harder difficulty, they made it so you can't just steamroll through it where the classic, like, all right, well, something's coming up. I'm going to hoard this fucking rocket launcher and then I'll just beat the boss that way or beat this section that way by blasting rockets or whatever. <laughs> so overall, how do you, how do you like the campaign so far and how do you like where it's going is this i mean i'm i'm really loving it and i can't wait to see more especially since i haven't had too much like story stuff going on but i'll say that i love the weapon so far like her ai is i might even say i like her more than cortana i think she steals the show if, if you guys are For playing sure. this, yeah she's the new ai she is i mean you don't skip those cutscenes you want to she she's telling He's moving the story along in terms of the physical action. She's moving it along in terms of like what you need to know and and what happened between Cortana and like Atriox and things like that. So every time she you guys go do something and she goes to hack something and open up things, like cutscenes start coming on and you're like, oh wow. I mean, her role in this is 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 really is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. I feel in a way she's kind of too almost like the character because she or not the character, the player for anyone who doesn't understand anything or know anything, she doesn't know about any of the past stuff because yeah. it's confidential and classified to her. And so she's finding out a lot of shit on the way the same way you would if you've never played any of these Halo games too. And I like to even it's not too much either but when you're out doing stuff she's talking in the ear too like saying like oh man like that guy stinks and she's like you can smell them she's like no your armor puts out like a thing and it's not like a very fine tuning aura or something like that yeah. but just so you know you smell good in a way <laughs> yeah that was that was hilarious so um, so far i gotta say the campaign's fantastic i think this has been this was kind of the cherry on the top of of microsoft's end of the year i mean everyone kept saying you know they've got psychonauts 2 that came out they've got forza they've got flight simulator is halo gonna be good because the multiplayer has been beast yeah the campaign's fantastic and everything you can do in the game is fantastic and once you beat it if you miss any collectibles you can at the end it'll let you go back to the world and you can find all this stuff so i think this is a great year for them and halo was the was the icing on the cake i think now i completely understand why the co-op was delayed yeah well, and i don't even see in a way almost how it would work unless you run it like how like some of the tom clancy's games do and those maps are huge and you can have two separate people going two separate directions but hill is like a little bit different more fine-tuned 
and that game, you're in Tom Clancy, you're kind of doing what the fuck ever and just killing people. Or is this like, you know, do you kill this main fucking guy without the other person experiencing it too? And now they don't get to experience that the way you could in like a Tom Clancy game. And it's, I, I don't know. I don't even see how the co-op would work without, you know, can one person really be down here on this side of the map while the other person's on the fucking far north side of the map? Because then at that point, what's the point of even playing it, especially if you're not getting stuff together? That almost defeats the purpose yeah. of, like, I'm not experiencing whatever that person's experiencing. Now I'm having a lesser experience because all this shit's being done for well, me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because if you, if you guys don't know, the multiplayer, generally speaking, in Halos, you can play it multiplayer and you can have, you know, multiplayers with you and you can do it. This one... Only launched with the solo player campaign. The The multiplayer got pushed, I believe, until May is what they're saying. And, yeah, because once you see how this functions, like Andrew's saying, it's like, well, what's... Can two people just run simultaneously and go do different missions? Because what happens when somebody's in the Wasp? What happens when somebody's riding on the Warthog? Like, is there a limit space? Because I've been thinking the same thing, because I was talking with D'Angelo, and I was kind of like, there's a reason why you haven't seen it yet with Elder Scrolls. Like, Elder Scrolls can only do one player at a time and when they tried to do the multiplayer they turned it into ESO. Fallout only does one player at a time and when they do the multiplayer they turn it into Fallout 76. But even those have the issue too like that was a big thing with like ESO or even Fallout where like okay one person's ahead they fucking kill the big monster I'm catching up I missed out on fucking everything I don't even get to do anything now I'm just standing there just reaping reaping any benefits that are there or I miss out on them completely and well even like Far Cry you can do two players in Far Cry but certain people can't get all the achievements and stuff like that so it's like you you have to play the game twice now for both people to, which i would not want to, to do get, that which either i wouldn't yeah. want to do either or even like assassin's creed when they did their multiplayer it turned into unity and it was a whole separate function so if if halo can come out in may with their multiplayer campaign i'm curious of how it's going to function and if it's i mean how would you want it to be could two players just go do whatever they want whenever they want and i would and, see the only viable that option work? that makes sense for something like that especially because in the past halos if you get too far ahead of somebody it warps you to where they are so you don't you definitely don't want that especially if someone trying to do something is maybe there's got to be some sort of like 200 foot like perimeter like okay like once you guys get too far we're not going to warp you to each other but you have this much space to work with but you're going to have to individually like i don't see how one person could grab okay, well, I'm going to grab this fucking armor set at the same time that you're grabbing a power core, but we're both going to get it. That's something you would probably have to individually open. Well, the same with, like, the audio logs and stuff like that. I, I kind of can't really fathom how it's going to work, so I, I know before people were upset, I was a little upset, like, oh, that's fucking lame. Like, I can't believe you can't figure it out. But now that I've actually played it, I completely understand why, because I can't even wrap my head around how it would work. And that's the only thing I could think of is, okay, well, there's got to be some sort of distance gap. We're not going to warp you to each other, but you can't go any further from your other player than this. Yeah, it's going to be something to see, and I hope they kind of do like a multiplayer trailer before it comes out so we can kind of see how some of those uh, functionalities are going to work because, yeah, the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, what would two players be doing right now? And so I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough uh, nut for them to crack, but if they can do it and, again, do it well, which I have no... I have no reason to suspect they wouldn't. They multiplayer came out was awesome. Their campaign came out was awesome. I feel like they can do this, and we're going to figure out real quick how two-player sandbox is going to work. And if they do this right, this will be how things moving forward will start doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that it could be like the RE4 effect, where RE4 figured out how to get that third-person camera. If they could figure out how to get a two-player campaign that's on this big-ass map to work together, you might see other games forward taking a page out of that and be like, okay, you know, they did it like this. We're going to do it similar now and just you know get a bunch of that yeah the last thing i want to say was just like if you guys are gonna play it like i don't want to say tips but like just something you should do is make sure you guys go after the uh 
the the fob bases the forward operating bases they're kind of these things you can go and take over but it's it, you can instantly fast travel that's one thing i don't think a lot of people knew is you could be in the middle of a fight as long as you're in the you know the open world and you can fast travel instantly it doesn't delay you it doesn't say oh enemies are around can't fast travel so the more of these things you have the more you get to you know kind of explore the map in a quicker pace but also um, you get what's called a Valor every time you do certain missions. And Valor unlocks what you can summon when you guys are at these FOB bases, which are going to be your Warthogs. Like, I'm up to the Wasp right now. You can summon different guns when you're at these bases. You can get grenades. You can get different uh, Marines to follow you. So I thought that was actually a really cool thing to do. I like so that the too. base wasn't just like a base to travel to. It's this like point of operation where you can start summoning your vehicle, redo all your weapons and get a crew with you to actually go out and explore. So that'd be one thing I'd say to do first before you guys do anything else. Um, Cause you can go find all these lockers and all these um, Spartan cores. But once you get in the Valor and you get, me and Andrew were talking earlier, and you get like the Wasp and you can go fly to them, it's a lot easier than trying to do all, like Dante was doing it all in the very beginning running around, which is fine to each their own. I think my buddy Corey was doing it too. But if you just do what you got to do to get the Valor up to the Wasp uh, or, or grow still Banshees, <coughs> then it's going to be a lot quicker. That'd That's be, what I'm going to yeah, say, dude. That'd be my only tip. Because when Andrew came over, I was wasping it around and I'm like, dude, this is just, I wish I would have done this a lot sooner. So um, that'd be really the only tip I'd have if you guys are doing it. But overall... The last thing I just want to get into, and again, um, this will be a bigger episode, but we got to talk about Halo is, and a lot of people are asking is, is this game of the year? If the, if this would have came out this year and would have qualified for a lot of the game of the year awards, would it have won? And on a different question, if it qualifies for 2022, is it game of the year then? So how do you feel? Would this be in contention for game of the year 2021? I think if this had came out soon enough and made this year's game awards this hands down would have taken the game of the year compared to everything else that was on there especially uh, uh, uh you know it takes two took it and this takes that multiplayer to the next level with an almost you know a, an almost next level of what halo is i think it could take next year's but do i think it will no just because the campaign's going to come and go you know this is at the end of a year this is december by the time the next one rolls around you're already going to have Elden Ring, you're gonna have um, Horizon. Hopefully, Elden. Ring. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if God of War comes out next year. If they delay that to the uh, uh, the year after that, you might have games like Senua's Sacrifice come out next year. You're gonna have all these other games that are gonna be fresher in your memory than what Halo is gonna be. Yeah, um, because yeah, when you when you do when you have a game come out at the end of the prior year and it competes for the next year, people just kind of forget, and it's always what's freshest in their mind. That's why a lot of good solid AAA titles generally come out like around fall. I think it'll be nominated. So I hope it, there's no way it shouldn't be. And if it came out this year, this thing did something that a lot of its competitors didn't do. This thing had two separate components: the multiplayer online and then its campaign that everybody's rating generally speaking around an eight to a 10 now you compare it to call of duty this year where call of duty has bombed has really good multiplayer but it's getting hacked nobody really cared for the campaign battlefield came out it had no modes it had nothing to do there was no substance in it there's um even look at like forza forza is an online has a campaign and it's got an online feature but no one's playing the arcade there's nothing to do in it this thing has two juggernaut things that are make one you know excellent game so there's no doubt in my mind that if this thing would have came out this year 
it would have won. For I mean, sure. There's nothing to say it, it, it shouldn't have. And it won the player's voice for the it game It did win that. As far as next year goes, that's going to be the tricky uh, the tricky part because is it going to hold up? Are people still going to be talking about Halo Infinite come, you know, September? Are people still going to be like, oh, yeah, the new modes are coming out. There's a new this. There's a new that. Is it going to hold up? Um, if they're smart, they're already working on that because this would have potential, I think, if they can do it right, to still last into 2022 and at least be in the conversation whether or not god of war or horizon come in and sweep it because we don't know those games could blow this out of the water nah, but it's, but it's at least got to be in the conversation it's the year of the ring baby well you're the elden ring yeah definitely so i know we went on a long bit about halo but i mean we've got to talk about the campaign this is this is um microsoft's oh. you know mascot baby i love to um someone put like uh it or they're like hey uh it said 343 right now and it's like Joe Rogan interviewing Conor McGregor, and then he snatches the mic. He's like, "Hey, the king is back, motherfuckers!" Nice, I and love I it. love that meme. It was so fucking funny. Love it. So, guys, if you have started to play it, jump down in the comments and let us know. Let us know if we missed anything. Maybe we glossed over something too fast, but we do got to keep the show moving. So, moving into our um, next story, guys, is the Game Awards, and um, the Game Awards just happened. It was a pretty long show. It was about three hours and they did about is it always three hours i don't remember it being two i, I, I thought so too when we, we started went, i don't six, remember it being I was three. gonna be done by eight this thing wasn't done till nine and it had a, a bunch of world premieres i mean hats off to jeff Keeley for putting this thing together he stuffed it with guests he stuffed it with performances he stuffed it with world premieres i mean there's a reason why people wait for the game awards because this is when a lot of people make announcements but before we get into kind of the highlights and what andrew and i took away from it to recap the bet um andrew and i on the last episode took there's 30 categories andrew and i each picked five each and we guessed which who the who they were going to vote on to win i got smoked so the um categories that i actually took were the best art direction best rpg best indie best game direction and best action adventure and unfortunately the only thing i was able to get right was the best RPG of the year, which happened to be uh, Tales of Arise from Bandai Namco. Um, Andrew almost cleaned house. So what, what did you vote on? Mine, yeah, mine surprisingly was good because I was worried about mine. Best ongoing, which one was Final Fantasy fourteen? Best multiplayer was It Takes Two. Uh, most anticipated, Elden Ring, of course, and I'm super glad it took Two years it. in a row? Two years in a row. I just completely wild. forgot. Yeah. Best narrative um, was the one that I lost. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy cleared that one and actually that's what i said i wanted to choose but i thought the voters were going to go with um life is strange and then the final one that i won was best performance which i was stoked on which was uh maggie robertson is lady demitres from resident Evil village so i was super hype on that yeah so andrew went four to one on me which is again why i'm drinking milwaukee's best ice and uh it's, well deserved for it's one. getting warm and it's it's tasting bad but the uh, we got to you know tip our hat to the game of the year we got to talk about that um I like I said in the last episode, my Crazy. personal choice was it takes two. Um, I thought maybe that the, they were gonna vote on um, Psychonauts two. You thought it was gonna be um, Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village, personally for me, but I thought it was gonna be. I I can't even remember. I'd have to look. Go <laughs> so, on, and I'll get back to so you. So who actually ended up taking it was? It, oh, I did put Village. It was Village. Yeah. Okay. Was it takes two, which is by Hazelight, and hats off to uh, Joseph Fares. Oh no, I I wanted to. I thought Dread was gonna win. Dread. That's I, right. Okay. I my personal one right. that I chose was Village. So um again, I just gotta reiterate. Um, it's a fantastic game. I've been saying it for the last two weeks or so because that's the chance I've had to play it and beat it. Um. 
it's it's fantastic if you guys haven't played it definitely check it out it's not even a full 60 dollars game it's on the game pass ea access if you have that if not i believe it's only 20 or 30 bucks so it's not it's not a high entry point if you want to check it out you get to play it with a friend um it just goes that hazelite hazelite is doing something unique and every game they make is kind of this very unique experience what they did with brothers running around playing two players on the twin sticks versus um a way out which is another cooperative game that you have to play with and then up until it takes two which is another cooperative game that just kind of explored more of what you're able to do in terms of puzzle solving and exploration i mean my hat's off to him man i, I have nothing but high for hopes sure for haze light he's and he's going to be one of these guys that in the future you know, he's going to be an auteur, whatever. Yeah. Whatever his next game is going to be. I'm sure most people are going to green light it. Or I'm curious if anyone's going to, if Sony's going to start eyeballing them or Microsoft's going to start eyeballing them because this studio could get bought up quick. I mean, now they got the merit to prove it and the award to back it up. Yeah. Don't quote me on this, but I think it takes two even comes with one of those like multiplayer passes where if you buy it, you can let someone else play with you the yeah, same it, way yeah. a, a way out did. Or Yeah. It gives you the code so that somebody else can get it for free. So if you, you and a friend could split it for $15 and then both get the game. So, right. Which um, is cool. So what Andrew and I want to do is I want to go over um, the highlights that they had. There's about 30 of them. We're not going to dive in each one of them. The show would be too, you know, way longer than it needs to be. But after that, we will pick out a couple of the things that caught our eye and what we're looking forward to. So um, here's everything that was at the Game Awards that you can uh, look forward to. The first was Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Uh, the next was Star Wars Eclipse. Surprised by that one. Yeah, that was good. Wonder Woman, Alan Wake 2, Forspoken, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, Halo, the TV show, Elden Ring. Ooh, that beer's kicking in. Sonic Frontiers, Slitterhead, which looked really interesting. The Lord of the Rings, Golem. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Among Us. Star Trek Resurgence, Ark Raiders. New, uh, new creator safe music from Riot Games. The Matrix Resurre Resurrections plus Awakens. Rumbleverse, The Expanse, a Telltale series. Tunic, Homeworld 3, Crossfire X. Nightingale, PUBG Battlegrounds. Cuphead, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie trailer, Thirsty Suitors, Dune, Spice Wars, and uh, that's it. So a lot of stuff to, I mean, I think it had something for everybody. There was a lot of things in there that you could look at and go that either A was for me or B wasn't for me or C, I'm looking forward to that and maybe I'll try it. But Andrew, uh, we got a couple things picked out. Um, what caught your eye? First. Well, I know we're pressed for time, but I do want to start with something that caught my eye in a negative way. The oh. more I see that fucking Gollum game, the less I like it. I don't know who it's for or what it is, but it looks stupid. I actually looked at it and I was like, it looks off. Gollum doesn't look right. No, he does not. But I still want to play. I still want to play it. I feel like that game looks lame, but my first game that I was actually hyped for out of everything they showed was Alan Wake 2. Now, I've never played the first one, but when I was watching this trailer, it looked cool, but then hearing Sam Lake say, we're going to take this game in a survival horror direction, which that's, oh, I love survival horror, so I'm super excited because I know a lot of, I haven't played Alan Wake again, like I said, but I have it downloaded. It's something I need to. I always thought, I, I knew it was a horror game. I didn't know what kind of horror it was. I guess I wouldn't define it as survival horror, but... I definitely have seen a lot of it. I, the way people talk about it, people rave about it, that when I was watching it and the things I've seen, I'm like, dude, I could totally see it going that way. And I'm super hyped for that. That's something I'm excited for. Did they, uh, well, and again, if anyone doesn't know, I believe Alan Wake 360 is on the past, but they just came out with the Alan Wake remaster. So if you, yeah, if, yeah, if the you do want to play it, now's a good time to 
get it, get familiar with it, and then you can wait for number two. Did number two have a date at all? Yeah, they did. It's uh, 2023. Loose date. Okay, yeah. So that's coming for a minute. So the first game that caught my eye, or at least something I've been wanting to talk about for a minute, was Suicide Squad uh, Kill the Justice League, Dope. which is being uh, developed by Rocksteady and Warner Brothers. The date is set for 2022. I don't think they've pinpointed like a month or an actual physical date, but I got to say, it looks a lot better than I thought it was going to look. The gameplay looked better than I thought it was going to be. And I love that they started off with kind of showing that... Because obviously, if you guys aren't familiar, it, Suicide Squad is this task force is sent to do all these missions with Amanda Waller. And if they don't listen, she kills them. The concept of this game is that Brainiac has come to the world and now the Justice League has been taken over. So now the Suicide Squad needs to kill them. And I like that the first thing they start off with is Flash. And they're all kind of like talking shit about him and like, you know, but then you start seeing what the Flash can do when he's not right. tethered to, you know, his humanity. And I thought it was an excellent looking trailer. And um, one of the things I was kind of curious about, because I kept forgetting if it's going to be single player or, or multiplayer, but this is what it said. It said, and this is on Wikipedia, Suicide Squad Killer Justice League is a genre bending action adventure game set in an open world based on Metropolis. The game features four playable characters, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and King Shark. While it can be played solo, the game also features a four-player cooperative multiplayer. I didn't know mode. that. I yeah, see, it was solo. I, I forgot about that. I was thinking more of the um, the Batman um, Gotham Knights right. as the four-player. Uh, when played solo, players can switch between characters at will, while the other characters are controlled by the AI. So when you look at them, they all kind of have their different movement. Boomerang was was kind of warping around. Uh, uh, King Shark was crawling. Uh, Harley Quinn had the grappling hook and then uh, Deadshot had his jetpack. So I'm like, okay, cool. At least they all, they're all different. They're not just kind of the same person, right. just with different skins on them. So now that I know that it's multiplayer, I'm even kind of more excited to, because I want to play more games with yeah, you. Yeah, we should and, play that and, together. Yeah, and, That'd be and cool. Gino and stuff like that. So um, this was the first big trailer we got to see of it. And I got to say, I think it looks fantastic. So Yeah, I was a little hesitant because I'm like, oh man, the movement kind of reminds me of Sunset Overdrive because you're constantly fucking moving and I hated Sunset Overdrive. I but maybe Sunset this Overdrive. would be a little cooler for me because it's an IP I actually care about. Definitely. Uh, my second game was Plague Tale Requiem. I know we had, the game had been announced before and we've seen some stuff before, but this showed some pretty expansive gameplay. And one, it looked beautiful, but two, it looked really good. I actually haven't, I, again, I haven't played the first one. It's it's on my list of games to play. I've got a huge fucking backlog, which hopefully I'm going to slam through, but this is one of those top tier ones that I need to get through. And I thought it looked really, really good. And at one point it seemed like it was almost like, not open world, but maybe a I, I don't know. You know, when she was going through the flowers, that whole area was, like, open. Whereas I thought it was always, you're going through, like, these defined kind of shorter set piece areas and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, wow. If they're really opening it up, it looked almost like Assassin's Creed-ish. Or not, like, gameplay style. But, like, when you play Assassin's Creed, they put a lot of wor work into the world. Like, when you're going over hills, the grass, the flowers, and all that stuff, and it looks beautiful. This looked better than that. Yeah, uh, so I, I played uh, the first Plague Tale, like, I think it was either earlier this year or late last year, and 100%ed it. Fantastic game, and it's on the Game Pass if you guys are looking to play it. Don't know why I slept on it. Once I saw this, because the first one's very dark, and like Andrew's saying, it is kind of moving around. You got you, It's a certain way. You've got to influence, like, these rats, and then you can, with, like, light and things like that, and then you got to sneak on guards. This one looks like it's definitely evolving. It, there's now, she's out in the open. I mean, there was no bright, pretty pictures and skies and backgrounds in the first one so it definitely looks like it's evolving into something and i'm with you it looks like they've kind of 
turn that into maybe a little bit more to explore and to go look around because the first one you could kind of go look around things but it was kind of shut off this one looks like it's going to be a little more open and uh i'm extremely looking forward to play and it will be day and date game pass so that's going to be a day one for your boy yeah that one looked beautiful so i'm stoked for it nice the next one i wanted to talk about guys was um senua's uh saga hellblade 2 done by ninja theory and what they just showed was the what they're calling a gameplay trailer which is what they're saying is seamless between the gameplay and the cinematics and when you watch it i mean i guess you can kind of see some of it in like the running but i don't know there wasn't enough of it for me to feel like it was a gameplay trailer however the it looked awesome it if, looked beautiful if that is what they're going to keep when you play it in terms of what i was watching then that dude i would say that that's gonna win already you know the best looking game for whatever year it comes out because unfortunately there was no um date and as far as i can tell there's still an early production so i wouldn't even put money that it's coming out next year i'd probably say late maybe 2023 but if anyone's played the first one it is kind of more of a personal game. She is someone that's like hearing voices and, and going through something and you don't know kind of what's real and what's and what's false and what she's seeing and, and what she's projecting. But she is trying to save somebody. And I won't give spoilers away if you guys still want to play the first one before the second one. I need one. to. But like, again, a third one yeah, for me. Yeah, but she's holding a grudge against somebody that kills somebody. And the second one, it kind of looks like it's like kind of almost like Playtale. It's flipping it on its head. They're not doing the single player in the shadow storyline. It's like, it's definitely a group involvement. It's definitely, she's exploring. She's out to go do something, at least dude. from what I could tell. So the voice acting sounded crazy good. And then when she was like screaming at that thing, I was like, dude, yeah. So that's a game that I've had my eye on. Um, again, that's an, uh, uh, you know good for me. That's another game I 100%ed uh, when the first one came out. So I'm extremely looking forward to the second one. And now Xbox owns Ninja Theory. So this will be an Xbox exclusive. And th this is we're finally starting to see Xbox build that stable with good game after good game. And if this comes out and it's received as well as the first one was, then they've got another ace in their pocket. So My final game, they didn't really show too much. They just showed mm -hmm. kind of like a little teaser trailer thing is going to be for Wonder Woman. But the reason I'm hyped for that, actually, is because it's made by Monolith. Monolith made um, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the most recent, the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. And I actually loved Shadow of War, except for the ending where you have to kind of, it gets a little bit grindy. But the gameplay, the running around, the movement and everything like that, I could totally see that being like her movement, the way that she fights and the things that they do. And they said they're going to bring over the Nemesis system. I don't really know where they're going to make a Wonder Woman game. If it's going to be Themyscira, is it going to be like fucking downtown New York? Or, uh, yeah, she lives in, she's going to Metropolis, baby. Where, wherever she, I don't even know where she lives outside <laughs> of whatever. She's not like a Gotham gal, so I don't fucking know. But that is something I'm pretty soaked on, and it's cool to kind of see, all right, we're getting enough of Batman. We got Suicide Squad. We got Wonder Woman. Like, let's get some of these other, like, fucking players out there because you've already got a wolverine game coming you already had spider-man coming you've had a fucking miles morales game marvel's been killing it yeah, i'm glad to see dc kind of take that all right you know they're doing it we need to get out there and get some other people out there too it can't just be batman 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 right well yeah cause, again because their, their fallback was gotham knights and now they're doing which suicide is batman squad. yeah wait and suicide squad was set in the arkham universe so right this is i mean a spin-off of that yeah i would say out of everything man Outside of game, because um, like Crossfire X was going, you know, we knew they had to show something. That one actually looked cool. It did. And, you know, a lot of these other games are coming out of like sequels. There's a couple of new IP. I don't think anybody, you know, outside of the inside has thought there was a Wonder Woman game. No, I never would have guessed. So, um, yeah. I would have put Superman before what. 
if you were to ask me what DC next DC game would make, I would put like Flash or Superman, some sort of like male led game because people typically are afraid to lead with a female for some reason. Before I would have said Wonder Woman, yeah. So especially because I, I don't I think the last movie that. did that great either. I know that compared to the first one, it definitely dipped. So um, I gotta say though, it looked good, and uh, once we see. Something that's bigger than a teaser, you know. We can kind of see. You saw that, yeah. <laughs> so my final guys, uh, my final game that I uh, wanted to talk about was Star Wars Eclipse. Now this is that was a big surprise. Yeah, we watched game, that together. Actually, yeah, we did. Yeah, for sure on we, on a headset. Uh, this is done by Quantic Dream. There is no release date yet. It's to be announced. But this is a studio that did uh, Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, and one of the crazy things is now that EA is done or not the only one making Star Wars games, because that IP has been locked behind them for like over a decade, I believe. Um, we're starting to see more um, Lucasfilms and Disney do more like games that are not just the typical swing a, swing a lightsaber. Because if you're familiar with Quantic Dream, most of their games are kind of like, like choose, your, choose your own decision and then I, see which way the story goes. I would say they're next level what ta- what Telltale is. Without the jank, without all the bullshit and everything, yeah. graphically looking better than some like weird cel-shaded thing. I really wonder some if this one's going to end up as a PlayStation exclusive. Um, this is my I'm, big question. Yeah, I, I'm curious on that as well. Because one of the things I liked that I wanted to point out, and this is on StarWars.com if you guys want to read about it. It says... As the first video game to be set in the era of the High Republic, the multimedia initiative that launched with publishing early this year, Star Wars Eclipse, will feature an original story and unique new characters, each with their own paths, abilities, and roles to play in the tapestry of events that could alter the carefully balanced piece in an uncharted section of the Outer Rim. So that I mean, that paragraph alone just gives me like hope. New characters, new storyline, uncharted place in the Outer Rim, like... It, it's not just going to be like Jedi Fallen Order that squeeze its way in to fit in between, you know, certain episodes. Like, no, we're, finally, we're, yeah, we're finally getting studios making more Star Wars Take games. fucking liberties with this rich story yeah. that you have. Please. Like, do your own thing. And it's going to be obviously set kind of more in the past. There's, there's I think Jedi. the past is more... Not important, but more impressive than well. There's the more you can do. Yeah, yeah let's not be so stuck in the Skywalker it. saga. So um, this, I think, is one first of many Star Wars properties that we're going to start seeing coming out, and uh, I'm extremely looking forward to this. Um, the trailer didn't show a whole lot, but it showed enough. It kind of shows Captured the, the, the droids. It, it shows the Yoda like character, and um, you can tell that it's definitely going to have like some dark elements to it. But you know, which direction they're going to go with it. Clearly, like the way Quantic Dream does games, it's going to be your decision. But I think a lot of people got to temper their expectations because it's not, it shouldn't be a traditionally light lightsaber wielding type of game. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly. Want that. And and some people don't want to play those type of games. Not every game needs to be Jedi Fallen Order or Force Unleashed. This could be something that fits a whole different brand of of gamers that like Star Wars that don't like the heavy action adventures. Yeah, so, give me that narrative, baby. Yeah, I think we I think it's overdue for us to get Star Wars games that aren't in the traditional. Star, a Skywalker saga and lightsaber swinging. So yeah, I'm kind of tired of everything being set like after the downfall. I want to see when like the Sith and the Jedi were both thriving. Like I like you have this big fucking war. You read about it in books. You always see it in like material. They make commercials and like weird shit showing all this stuff. Like why am I not playing any of it? Why am I not watching like a TV show that's all about that? I, it's always all about Anakin and everything after the downfall of that. I'm like, dude, that's the least interesting because <laughs> not even are all the cool people gone, but even the technology like regressed. You don't see any of that cool shit that you, you don't see anything like 
the closest thing is like Cloud City. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So um, we aren't going to do riffs on this episode because, I mean, what we just kind of highlighted with our... With a little our, long one. With our games. We're kind of the riffs of what we wanted to talk about. So um, the episode is stretching a little bit long, but we will answer one last question because it did have to do with the Game Awards. And that is, so let's move into questions of the week. And this comes from Jamie Lorison who asks, uh, what did you guys think about the new Sonic trailer? I thought it looked great and Knuckles looked looks awesome. I was watching this trailer and I instantly was like, okay, I'm glad they did a number one to kind of set the tone. But like, this is what a Sonic movie should look like. Not only the fact that Dr. Robotnik finally looks something like Dr. Robotnik. I love that he came down in the, in the egg-looking ship to now get the name Eggman because I'm sure that's what they're going to do. But the moment you started, the moment you saw Knuckles, I was just like, holy shit. Like, that this is going to be dope good sh- And then the throwback to Sonic 3 on Sega Genesis with Tails flying the red airplane going into it. I'm like, dude, this is how you do subtle references to old school video games so that the old school fan goes, yes, I know what that is. And then new school fans can be like, oh, that looks really cool. I don't know. Everything about this trailer, I absolutely love. There's not one bad thing I can think of. Jim Carrey looks great. I love the mustache, but the moment that got me to was when Knuckles, like, he's like, oh, you're never going to He's like, what makes you think I need your power? And he fucking throws him off. And I was worried about how Idris Elba would sound, but I think it fits perfectly. I yeah, think it sounds he really he good. Because sound Idris Elba is one of those guys that can have that powerful, deep voice, especially when he does uh, Shere Khan in the Jungle Book movie. Yeah. Um, but then this one sounds like, like, just, I don't want to say like a kid or a bully, but like, like, like I don't, I don't want to say watered down, but like softer. You know what I mean? It matches soft but powerful. It, yeah, it matches Sonic's, um, you know, kind of reflection, and it's the, you know, the, the loud kind of kiddish, and then him just being like, "Who says I need your?" Pa-? I was just like, "Whoo!" I'm looking forward to it. I just don't get it because I, I mean, I saw the Resident Evil movie and I liked it. Here I we have go. my reservations, but I just, I'll take a drink. I just don't fucking get how you can make something more perfect out of Sonic the Hedgehog than you can with Resident Evil. I just don't get it. I don't fucking get it. It's, I mean, they obviously took a page out of Nintendo's book following Detective Pikachu. There's something there that clicks. There's something that doing soft CGI with your main character, and Pikachu. then doing a live action like works. I mean, so I mean, we're seeing that with Sonic. We're seeing that with Pikachu. Um, I'm with you though. I mean, how how Resident Evil couldn't have been better? I'm not sure of. And then. Sonic is coming out and looking at that trailer, everyone's like, holy shit. Like, this, this thing, looks badass. I haven't seen one yeah, bad comment. Not only it. does it look like what we're getting from old school video games, but it looks like the the, the correct direction it would move forward with the storyline. So, um, I don't know. Extremely looking forward to it. And thank you for the question. If you guys ever wanted to submit questions for us to answer on the show, just drop them in the comments on our YouTube channel. But, Again, guys, this episode went long, so that is the end of episode 115. We'll see you next time on episode 116. And until then, my name is Craig Prowls. That is Manager Monteman. And we'll be wishing you our Milwaukee's best. Oh, bro. Cheers.